Kate, Mary! You binge-watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louie. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louie. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> what an appropriate entrance because Kate McMahon, may I just say, Queen! <laughs> How old is the baby? <laughs> that was funny. I was just testing uh, my but anyway, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it has been a while since we've actually done a podcast. We very sensibly yeah. had a few in the can pre-little uh, Joe arriving, but this is yes. the first one we've recorded since Joe. But um, <laughs> yeah, how's it going, Mama? Oh. He's great. He's such a little legend. Um, I'm touching some wood because I'm very aware that these things change rapidly in Babyland. So even though we're recording it now, it's probably all going to change again next week. Anyway, he's a legend. Um, yeah, feeds and sleeps and smiles. So you really can't ask for more at five weeks old. Yeah, he's doing great. Oh, what a champ. Um, so many congratulations came in. Um, for Team McMahon after he arrived on all our socials, and that was so lovely. It was so nice, yeah, and, like, especially on, like, the day that I had my hormone drop and I was just like, everyone's so kind. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm good. No, we're actually – it's actually been um, way, way better than I thought it would be adding another baby in the mix. So, yeah, highly recommend a third child at this stage. (laughs) Ask me again in a month. (laughs) Cool. Uh, yeah, I'll hold off on that advisement. Thank you. Um, a couple <laughs> people before we get into today's episode did uh, say what a excellent choice of name. Would you care to comment, Kate McMahon? Yeah. So Joseph is named after my husband, Timothy Joseph. So um, that's the main expression. But look, I think it's uh, let's address the elephant in the room. I think it's a lovely coincidence that his name is Joe. And look, coincidentally, Bluey Creator, we're not being stalkery or weird. What can it's I true. Say? It was, he, it was Tim's middle name first. to go on and be a wonderful creative artistic person putting good things out in the world, I will be job done. So, yes, yeah, very happy that there's uh, awesome. a subtle bluey reference in the name. And he looks like a Joe. Uh, he, I think a lot of people saw that those first baby shots on the socials. But, yeah, he's looking more like a Joe every day, I've got to say. He is yeah. such a cutie. Oh, and he's such a buff now too. Like he's put on like <laughs> – like he was a big boy when he was born. He was like 4.74 kilos or if you're old school like me, um, that's 10 pounds, 7 ounces. And he's he put on a kilo in like his first two weeks of regaining weight. Oh. So, yeah, he's he's rocking it. He's um, charging up – he's going to be like Will and be six foot nine, no doubt, and – yeah, please um, send me grocery bill money for 2030 <laughs> when I have two hulking teenage boys raiding the fridge. That would be great. It's going to be fun. Um, okay, so into this week's episode. and yes. no, no, it's Queens. It is Queens that we're talking about. Uh, so appropriate for this uh, Queen Kate coming back to the microphone. Um, what about Queen Mary just running the whole thing? Like, yeah, anyway. Well, look, you know, we, we don't mind uh, throwing the term queen around and yeah. never more so than 
this episode just stopped me in my tracks when do you think that maybe we got a shout out, Kate? Mum, can you play with me? No, I have to clean the lorikeet poo off the deck. Ew. Well, it's got to be done. Oh, now, we did have this discussion and I'm just going to say yes. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever possible conclusion could there be? There could be none. I mean... Look, we didn't we didn't originally say that it was us. It was people on Twitter saying, "Girls, they're referencing you." And look, <laughs> look. And, and this this reference has come about because Chili sort of gives a look and says, "Got to be done." And and like really, I mean, you know, before Bandit just went and said it every thirty five seconds in Wagon Ride, it's all been about us, really, apart from him. Yeah, so, look, yeah. I think um, Bandit might have been the originator, but we've definitely taken it to a new place. Um, although it's gone to yet another new place with Chili now because if it is a shout out to us, are they comparing the podcast to scrubbing lorikeet poo and how are we meant to feel about that? I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, I, I think um, blending chores with play seamlessly is a good thing. But yeah, maybe maybe lorikeet poo, at least it's lorikeets. Like they're quite nice birds really, aren't they? And that's what I hope that we are. They're the quite nice birds. Maybe Luna have been cleaning up after us all this time, we just haven't realised. <laughs> it looks like hard work. Your mum's not afraid of a bit of hard work. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you can just take it in every direction. But uh, yes, let, let's go with the nice birds and not, not the results of them. I like it. <laughs> um, this episode really is yeah, the the play between the filthy reality and the almost, you know, the the imaginary royalty. I love how even the first shot of the house, the rubbish bins are out the front. So, you know, it's it's just a reminder that yeah, reality, even the healers put out their rubbish bins on bin day kind of thing. Um, did you play Kings and Queens as a kid, Kate? Uh, no, never. And I wasn't really a princessy sort of person either. So yeah, although I am a staunch monarchist. Yeah, I've, really? we've, we've never had this discussion. Are you a, mo- a pro-monarchy or are you Republican all the way? Uh, no, no. I, I'm like, I think I'm at the point of violent revolution. So oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, we're going to be on okay. different sides of this. That's um, okay. I still love you. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah cool. but you know, you can, start. You, you can prize my royal cookie tin collection from my cold, dead hands. So, <laughs> no, I, well, I, I look, love the royal fam. I mean, like, really, Australians, if we've proven one thing over many, many years, is that we can't vote to save ourselves. So, you know, it's very rare that as a country we get it right, uh, you know, from reality TV shows to federal elections. Man, so, yeah. I did not think we'd. Um, this early in the episode, get to a point where we're just throwing democracy out the window. Yeah. But, yeah, look, um, we can roll with that. I, like, I did wonder, you know, like we did a lot of playing kings and queens when we were little and it's the stuff, you know, even if you care or don't care about the royals, um, you know, it's the stuff of fairy tales. Like fairy tales haven't shifted much in the last few hundred years. Right. Um, and I did wonder, you know, if we had a republic, would we stop? Like, do America still care about the kings and the queens? Like, how do we cut the strings? And will there always be that kind of, you know, royal obsession, even if we did? Mm. Um, well, I mean, they're they're pretty obsessed in the states, even now, still with like Princess Diana and Meghan Markle. I guess is next gen sort of uh, royalty now living among them in in LA. 
I don't think the obsession ends. But I'll Actually, tell you what, it would cost a whole lot to replace all our currency, like, you know, like all that <laughs> That's true. And okay, you have yeah. to rename everything, like the Royal Children's Hospital, the Royal Flying Doctor's Service, it would all stop being royal. So, you know, like I'm, I'm just being a practical okay, person. Okay, yeah, look, it, it sounds like you've thought it out and, yeah, you're making some sound arguments. I <laughs> must admit I had to um, hide my Republican torch and did get very much into the crown when it was on netflix yeah have you watched that no i haven't and it's only because i'm terrible with watching series and television in general and i feel like over the last month i've been trying desperately to catch up on stuff that i've missed so yeah we've just done seven seasons of brooklyn 99 which was (laughs) awesome Uh, we've yeah. done three seasons of Last Man on Earth, which is actually quite amusing oh, and fun. Okay, yeah. I didn't get into that, but yeah, oh, I, I liked the premise. Point. It got a bit repetitive, but yeah, I do yeah. love. Is it Christian Christian Scar Shal? Oh, you are the, so ahead the girl of- from Flight of the Concords. Yes, uh, yes, she's amazing. Yes. Yep, yeah, and January Jones is great, and um, yeah. But, yeah, it is painful to watch. It's actually not. And Afterlife, watch Afterlife as well. That was great. Yes, yeah, yeah, we did that pretty fast. The crown um, is on my list, so we're once, getting there. Once you're in there, you will you will not see daylight for days because it just <laughs> sucks you in. Like there, there is – it is an amazing story. Like the crown is the, the ascent, I suppose, of the current Queen Elizabeth and I don't know how much they play up the, the skullduggery and drama and everything else around it. I was telling my mum I was watching it actually and she was kind of like, oh, well, like nothing's happened in the reign of Queen Elizabeth. Like what do they talk about? I'm like, ah. So much. <laughs> Yeah, maybe like she snuck in sort of after the Second World War, I guess. But um, yeah, there's it feels like you know, even though it hasn't been a world war since then, there's been the equivalent. Um, so yeah, it's fascinating stuff, and I actually reckon this episode might be a bit tapped into that storyline because Mm. it's very much Elizabeth didn't want to take the throne, but then had to when her father died quite prematurely, I suppose. Mm. And, yeah, then kind of making peace with the role and all those kind of themes, but much like the place we end up going to with Bingo and Bluey of who actually wants to be queen and can you have any fun being queen or is all the fun in being the, is it the servant? What do they call them? The butler. The, the butler. <laughs> it's always the butler. The it's butler did the it. Butler. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love you, Your Majesty. Carry on. Stop! Butler, the royal bottom is itchy. I demand you scratch it. I, I just want to know where they got this obsession with butlers and things from. Yeah. Because <laughs> Mum and Dad used to live in London and they've talked all about, I mean, um, we saw in that Mum and Dad how they've got those London little flashcards um, that mm-hmm. they're playing snap with. So and the show to- actually tells the story of the meeting in London as well. So, yeah, so- I, I'm going to assume they did not have a butler in London. Like <laughs> you lived in London, did yes. you have? Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. We had we had a, we had a cleaner. I mean, most people have cleaners. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Does that count as a butler? I don't know. Uh, look, I, I would settle for a cleaner, but um, I think a butler is a few few levels up. Uh, oh yes, that's the spot. Very good. Now. Demand to sit on the throne. Yes, my queen. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice to have a butler. 
just someone that could come in and just, you know, wait on you occasionally. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'd be asking to scratch my royal bottom though. So um, just quietly. Yeah. Well, it's it's so, you know, the high drama and the high parade and all that kind of thing um, compared with poo scrubbers just out of shot and then scratching royal bottoms. Like it is really, this whole episode's the interplay between the fantasy and the and reality. The reality. <laughs> <laughs> and our reality. It's the oh, worst. It is the worst. So um, for our international listeners slash viewers of Bluey, um, if you haven't seen this episode yet, um, it starts off with Chili scrubbing the deck to get rid of the lorikeet poo. And meanwhile, the girls are playing a game called Queens where one of them's the butler and the other's the queen asking to do a whole lot of um, fun tasks like, you know, going and meeting people and knighting them, drinking tea, um, sitting in the throne, memorising songs. Um, Bingo has first turn. Bluey loves being the butler. And then Bluey asks, um, like, to swap roles um, but gets pretty bored of it pretty quickly. And then it's about the, the fallout from that and how they make it work. Actually, you can be queen again, Bingo. I like being the butler better. Oh, but I like being the butler. You get to walk on the butler blocks. Uh, maybe we can both be butlers. Okay. Mm, this isn't working. Yeah, butlers need someone to boss them around. But, you know, it does get a little bit political in there because at one stage Bandit is the queen and, uh, yeah, were you getting sort of asterixy vibes with, um, <laughs> with the back-to-work well, peasants? <laughs> I, it's funny, from where this started, the crown vibes, the great power, etc. like there, there is so many great places this game can go. But, yeah, the, with great power comes great responsibility and I feel like we always knew that Bandit was going to abuse it. Like as soon as the girls looked over at him, um, yeah, he's taking liberties with his role, I would definitely say. Um, and declaring I love war on the neighbours. I mean, yeah, it's very Trump. Or yeah, I hate to think I what he was tweeting. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the power's clearly gone to his head and even... Even Bingo says it so well when bandits rushed off to bring down uh, royal retribution <laughs> on uh, Lucky's dad and Bluey asks, where'd the queen go? And Bingo sums it up perfectly. She went crazy. <laughs> it's just too cute. Um, but it's, you do, you know, you when you play kings and queens, you do need a bit of narrative arc, I suppose, in the story. And Bandit brings it beautifully. But of course, it's Chili that really, um, really takes it up to the next level when Bluey's being the sulky queen. Yeah, she's really not giving it anything more than, you know, just dialing it in, really, is she? You know, like if she was a Hollywood A lister, she would be paying an electricity bill. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a, with a weird cameo. Which, uh, you know, poor Hollywood. They must all get sick of playing kings and queens of all <laughs> various uh, various backgrounds. But it's quite interesting because um, they bring that genre of film out. Sort of, you know, once every five years, you'll get like three like kings and queen esque movies all in a row. It seems so. You know, like I don't know Elizabeth with Kate Blanchett at the same time as you get Mary Queen of Scots and five other, I don't know, 
Yeah, and then actually the same when The Crown came out, there was a run on Winston Churchill documentaries and obviously the Queen yeah, yeah. was kind of involved in all of those. I don't know why that happens. Mm. It's not like we've seen a run on, you know, families talking dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a new talking dog um, on ABC Kids. I did notice. Have you seen Dog Loves Books? Yeah, I have and it's rubbish. So... Um. <laughs> I like the idea of it, but yeah, no, it falls over in the execution a bit. They might improve. I'm, I'm Fingers glad crossed. It, um, yeah, you had the same take as me because I watched it once and I was like, really? I loved Bookaboo. Do you remember that show? It was like a no. Um, so uh, I lo- probably love it more because when I was in the UK, I got to go on set and like meet all the people behind Bookaboo, but it was like a rock and roll dog who um, oh, couldn't, play, couldn't play drums unless he'd been read a, a book and they used to get like these quite good celebrities on to, they had Meatloaf come on and read a book to. <laughs> yeah, like, awesome. Yeah, it was quite fun. They, it, was, it was a cute little show and, um, yeah, I really liked it. Excellent segue to remind everyone, if you haven't yet, on iView, Dave McCormack, who voices Bandit, has done one of um, one of the Play School story times. I don't oh, think we've mentioned that before. Good. No, yes. Um, I, I've watched it a couple of times. I'm, it's a caveman story. I'm struggling to actually remember what the title is. Um, but, yeah, I was a bit disappointed they didn't go with something dog-themed. Um, but, you know, I guess he can't be typecast in this early stage <laughs> of his career. <laughs> Every time I hear him now, I just hear him as Bandit. Is it weird? Yeah, no. It is, like, I think he's probably regretting not having changed his voice even <laughs> slightly for the role because, yeah, he just he is Bandit. And yeah. I've been hearing a lot of interviews with him because Custard has a new album out and he yes. almost sounds a bit resentful that they keep asking him about Bluey. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> or Dave McCormack. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. I'm sure your new album's lovely. Like, great. We've got that request in, right, to talk about his new <laughs> album in inverted commas. Well, I don't know. I, I have a feeling from what I've seen he might not be champing at the bit to join us. But, ah, <laughs> oh, well. He's not afraid of a bit of hard work, clearly. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, I swear if Lucky's dad's palm tree drops one more branch in my yard. Yes. There's been some great montages in um, this episode of like both girls sort of, you know, going and shaking hands and knighting people. Uh, I think Lucky's dad ends up being knighted by Bluey in one scene. Um, There is a long dog actually uh, spotted um, on the desk in the background uh, when Bingo is um, uh, meeting and greeting people and shaking hands. (laughs) And, um, yeah, it's a little brown dog and I don't know if you've seen it, man, but it's got a little blue crown on the top oh, of its head. Too cute. I, yeah. I, I had that one pointed out to me, I must say, which um, was very helpful because they are pretty hard to spot this season. But oh, I, uh-huh. much like in Army, because in Army um, he was wearing a slouch hat. So yeah. it, that is that is helping with the spotting, I think, that they are relevant to the relevant episodes. Um, there's a few... 
Um, I'm trying to think what else. There was one with a bow tie in fancy restaurant. So, yeah, yeah I'm liking that new touch. So that's cute because yeah. it's in Nana's wedding. So, um, mm-hmm. And in the show, I think there's a long dog that's reading a program under the bed. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's very sweet. Um, there's a new Instagram account, though, which is helping find all those long dogs and uh, random other things as well. So much more, yeah. Um, anything sort of noteworthy in the background, long dog spotting um, on Instagram seems to be right onto it, which is, yeah, really helpful and spotting a lot of things that I hadn't noticed. Like um, you know how in Pixar they always have the um, oh. that same ball in every episode? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, apparently you can see that. Yeah, that apparently it pops up in the Bluey verse as well. Um, wow. A nice, yeah, a nice tribute, I guess, to you know, if you're an animator, you'd be wanting to send Pixar all the bouquets you could, I suppose. Uh, um, so you mentioned as you rattled off uh, former Queen pop culture um, that yeah, obviously Kate Blanchett uh, did an amazing turn in Elizabeth. Um, in the series of movie posters that oh, the yes. team at Ludo have been putting out. Oh, it's divine. So um, it's banned as <laughs> yes. with the rough is the bit that just gets me. Elizabethan collar style. Beth Durack was the artist on that one. Um, and, yeah, just smashed it out of the park, a very kind of almost it looks like a painting, so you know how the royals have their portraits done, I suppose. Yeah, it's portrait of uh, unimpressed bandit as queen um, and, yeah, it just couldn't be better. So uh, huge props on that, Beth. Everyone, the queen is coming in. Uh, so music in this episode, um, it is an original from what I'm guessing by uh, Joff and Joe Twist. And it features a harpsichord, which um, I haven't heard in any other Bluey episodes before. It's sort of like a harpsichord and flute combo. Um, But then with this beautiful um, French horn sort of motive. um, Oh, hello. Sorry. (laughs) Was that a French horn in the background? (laughs) It was. It was a harpsichord. No, it's it's Little Joe and he's just just woken up. So this is flashbacks to the early days of Got to Be Done. Babies in the background. I know. We'll just have new gurgles every episode. Yeah. You're quite chatty. Oh, and he sounds so happy. Yeah, he's he's going to be drunk in no time. Don't worry. He's wild at um, wild Saturday nights in in our house at the moment. yeah, so there's this great motive every time that one of them is announced as the new queen. It starts off with um, uh, the girls playing a couple of notes on a recorder, which my oh, least yeah, favourite. Horrifying. Is. Yeah, but then it goes into this lovely sort of theme with the the French horns, um, and once they get to the end of that, it does dissolve into this sort of uh, vamp music, if you like, with the harpsichord and flute combo. Okay. Yeah, but it, it kind of. Reminds me of um, Bach's harpsichord concertos, but I don't think it is. I think it's probably, you know, inspired by, but not yet. Yeah, well, this one definitely wasn't on Joff's list of classical or episodes with classical 
um, pieces in them. Um, and yeah, which surprised me because you kind of think royalty and classical music and pomp and circumstance kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, they obviously had their yeah. own. Yeah, they should have gone with a bit of Elga perhaps or something like that. Yeah, you know, the, the, pomp and cir- the actual pomp and circumstance music. Um, but I think it works really well. Here comes the queen. <laughs> The biggest, I guess, conflict of this episode and uh, a very quick resolve from um, Yas Queen Chile. Uh, so Bluey, as we said, is unimpressed with uh, having to be queen yet again. Um, and Chile comes and just does that perfect um don't throw me into that briar patch. Like she knows exactly which of Bluey's buttons to press on this. Oh, it must be nice being the queen. Actually, it's not. Really? No, I'd rather be the butler. Guess you do have a lot of royal subjects to take care of. And you're always having to do things you don't want to. That must be hard work. Yes, it's a big job. Don't you ever feel like running off to play? And Bluey retaliates so quickly. She's just like, no, the Queen is not afraid of a bit of hard work and and gets straight into uh, letting Bingo have a really good turn as butler, which I just think is so sweet. And, um, yeah, surely they should have played this episode to Meghan Markle and Harry before they decided to <laughs> desert the UK. Like really course of history, absolutely. Yeah. Um, gosh, doesn't Bingo just earn her stripes as butler as well? Um, one of the the roles of the butler in this game is dragging around what looks like a car seat um, yes. with the queen sitting in it. But uh, Bingo's little face just, you know, putting every ounce of muscle into dragging <laughs> this car seat and bluey um, past the adoring crowds. I love how much... Uh, prep went into this game also just toys pulled from every every nook and cranny in the house to be the I don't know what would you call them the adoring masses uh, it's a fairies level cleanup like that's basically yeah. what I see every time I it's see that scene I'm just like yeah that ain't gonna be packed away uh, well this episode starts as well with the cleanest I've ever seen the playroom um <laughs> and then of course the huge throne in the middle of it um I assume made from couch cushions and also tennis balls, which you can't make a throne without a tennis ball, obviously. Um, It is the perfect crowning glory, literally. (laughs) It really is. And, yeah, I did love as well the um, one of the roles of the Queen is to meet the, not peasants, um, but, you know, meet the commoners. And I love the line from the, oh, that must be very interesting. You do get the vibe that, you know, Queen <laughs> the Queen just has to meet so many people and, yeah, that's um, what else can you say to them really? Small <laughs> like, talk, interesting. Small talk must be like off the hook good, can't you imagine? Uh, like you would, you would have a certain number of like safe topics that you could sort of go to. I mean, we've, we've seen the results over the year of, of Charles just veering uh, oh, terribly off course. Yeah, and um, Philip as well, to be fair. So, um, have you yeah. seen? I think it was Charles. There was an amazing footage at the start of um, coronavirus uh, that you know, obviously handshaking was off the um, off limits now, yes. and Charles I mean, gets out of so a car. Lost. He's and just, so lost. 
oh, just, you know, line of people to talk, like to greet. And he goes to shake every one of them, then has to be told, no, we're not doing that anymore. Like, yeah, obviously. And then he gives this weird sort of bow, sort of like genuflecty sort of thing. Like, yeah, and it just looks awkward. It's it's quite funny. It's tough when your only job is handshaking. Um, yeah, what can you do? <laughs> Poor guy. Um the but yeah I have heard I can't remember who it was but an Australian um you know high achiever who met the queen I have heard an interview where um apparently her default uh talking point with randoms is talking about dogs which oh, <laughs> you know right. good to know she's on team bluey um but yeah that's the, just talking about the royal corgis and dogs she has loved is a uh, is standard small talk for the queen which how, how do you just break into that, that though do you just go straight for the hi i'm the queen i have a corgi like you know like they've literally got a few seconds each uh well no i think this is more if you sat down at a luncheon next to oh. them or something like that um but yeah i don't know it's it's almost the stuff of like kids when they're pen pals it's like do you have any pets? Yes. I have pets. <laughs> yeah, I so love corgis. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true, right? When you're young and you've got a pen pal and your teacher normally gives you, I don't know, a list of things that you might want to ask about and then every kid in the class is like, my favourite colour is green. Uh, small talk really doesn't change much as you get older, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, one thing I wanted to say about this episode was um, in the final credits, um, it's written as usual by Joe Brum, but it credits uh, Michael Griffin as the originator of the idea, which Ooh. Michael Griffin is an editor on Bluey um, and also uh, most famously the voice of Docket Boy in uh, Kids. <laughs> oh, um, Docket Boy? Is he the one that's like... He's like, can uh, I help one. you? I wish yeah, you could, exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yep, that was some pretty excellent work. But, yeah, as well as being an editor at uh, Ludo, um, I noticed that Michael has uh, went to the Asian Animation Summit last year, which is where um, Bluey got its first, I guess, funding and start and it kicked it all off. And um, he's got a show that he's putting together with Ludo called Nibbling about a uh, a grade two boy and his uncle and the things they get up to before school every day, which sounds really cute. So, um, you know, I I think I'm just destined to love everything that comes out of Ludo from here on in, but I'm definitely going to be looking out for that one. So, uh, yeah, good, great work on this this idea as well, Michael. Sounds kind of fishing, nibbling, like is nibbling. So I think a nibbling, you know how um, nieces, and nephews, uh, the collective is nibblings. If no, you're talking about male and female, yeah, I did not know that, but I love that. Yeah, I have nibbles myself. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I have nibbled. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I'm gonna try and drop that casually into conversation and see if I get blank <laughs> looks. <laughs> you're right there, buddy. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're in the top paddock. <laughs> That is some good chat. Are you sure he's only five weeks old? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, actually, at the time of recording, he's not even four. Oh, yeah. Okay. I knew that. Yeah. Um, Think how good his chat will be once he's five weeks old. Oh, wow.
I think we have royally wrapped this one up, Kate. Um, I think, yeah, it's just a back to basics uh, play and issues that come up in play and how to resolve them. It's it's as it's as solid as shops or something like that. And yeah, I just really, exactly. I really like where it went. Um, as well as you know, getting in the fact that yeah, everyone's everyone's got housework to do, and it's it's real life. Yeah, the only thing that kind of annoys me a little bit about this episode, and uh-uh. and it's not a huge criticism, uh-uh. I guess, but Melanie Zanetti's accent. Oh, it's the Queen, Your Majesty, over here. Oh, hello. Oh, I love you, Your Majesty. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, it's quite good for like South London Cockney, <laughs> but but yeah, it just kind of grates on me a little bit. So I, I don't know, like you know, well, I, I understand why they did it. She's very good at it, but I just yeah, I don't uh, know. It's, it's very Eliza. Definitely Jumel, one like, for the last, but yeah, I was getting a lot of uh, My Fair Lady vibes, and it's kind of got that plot line as well. You know, all she wants is a room somewhere. Um, and then she's the queen. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, um, yeah, unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, tell you what, I cannot uh, confirm or deny when it comes to Bandit and his... Um, For too long, Lucky's dad's palm tree has been dropping leaves into my kingdom. Well, no more by Tutatus! I've always wondered how to pronounce that because I loved Asterix books when I was a kid. And, yeah, they're like as well as, you know, random gods and, of course, all the Asterixes and Oblixes and all the weird names in there. Um, yeah, then they just throw chunks of Latin in as well. It's very much um, <laughs> the cartoon that works on a kid's level as well as a, a Latin reading scholar's level. Yeah. Um, which like Louis is very similar to Simple that. Kindergarten but, or Cambridge, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, amazing to see an Asterix um, shout out in there and especially after because I think this screen just after um, – Another thing I don't know how to pronounce, but Gossini maybe, um, one half of the Asterix creator team uh, had passed away. So, yeah, uh, Asterix was kind of already in the news and, yeah, this is a very fitting tribute, I would say. <laughs> so uh, a couple we know that nows. Um, we heard from um, amazing Amy, who's been a long-time listener uh, emailed to say first time writer um, and it's her first time uh, ever engaging with a podcast in any online format so appreciate yeah. it Amy. Hi, Amy. Um, yes. What a honey she's a, a Brisbaneite and um, had information she said that could clear or muddy the waters uh, because Ooh. there is indeed a regular pipe thong slapping busker in the Queen Street Mall. Oh, um, so this uh, is that dance mode controversy. Dance mode yeah. and the busker who reckons he kind of invented, or maybe not invented, but he looked, his setup looked a lot like um, the buskers in uh, dance mode. And, yeah. he, and, he, and he, he felt ripped off. off. He was looking into yeah. whether he could sue Ludo, which frankly is absolutely ridiculous. But anyway, that's fine. Frankly, we are not amused. Um, we are but, not amused. <laughs> um, Amy has the good intel that the guy in the Queen Street Mall has been there for years. Um, she says, actually used to busk with a guitar and sing. He wasn't that talented, but he gave it a good go. <laughs> um, Amy's a city commuter, so she saw a lot of him as far back as 2016. Um, and then um, he, a year or two later, he upgraded his busking kit to the Pipethon contraption. Nice. Um, but, yeah, she said, actually, 
when it comes to PVC pipe music, in the middle of Brisbane near South Bank, there's a science centre, um, which may be known as Spark Lab as well. It's a museum that's been there for decades and every Brisbane child was taken there on an excursion um, and one of the interactive exhibits they call the Thongophone and it's set up in much the same way, like a almost a proper organ keyboard layout and then you um, – whack it with a thong and kids play on it. So, oh, so um, that's clearly so the inspiration. That shows back to yeah. 2000. So, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Amy's done and dusted. Like Amy is pretty dubious about any intellectual property claims, but awesome to hear from Amy. She might not hear this for a while because uh, is working from home and is behind on her podcast listening as well, which I feel like a lot of people <laughs> are in that same boat, um, although we seem to be finding more listeners in lockdown as well. So welcome to everyone who's been binging us in lockdown. Yeah, if, you, if you've recently joined us, thank you so much for tuning in um but yeah we uh totally get that time is precious at the moment so um yeah i've, I've been missing having a commuting window where yeah. i normally podcast and stuff i know yeah lots of people probably feel the same so um but yeah for those still still getting their got to be done fix in appreciated um one quick other bit of uh mailbag bit of we know that now even um Darren from Indonesia checked in, um, who uh, also by email, and he's been a big fan of Bluey um, since the start, has gotten onto the podcast and been listening hard, but he spotted something um, that we missed in Featherwand. Um, when, at one point when they go up the stairs, there's um, some photos in the stairwell and one of them is the mystery dog from Nana's apartment in charades. <gasps> so uh, this is another appearance of this mysterious, possibly uncle, brother. Um, Darren surmises that he looks like the type of guy who doesn't want to have kids and just wants to be free and go for an adventure and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, which who can't relate to that? Perhaps he's uh, a magic claw and is free and easy. Don't and we yeah, all? Don't we all wish we were that guy? <laughs> um, so yeah, some great correspondence uh, coming in over the last few weeks, and we'll catch up with more in the weeks to come as well. <laughs> I love that he ascertained all that just from a photo, and we, yep, that's the kind of guy he is. I think it's all there in the picture. Um, (laughs) You also can check in um, and give us your theories on any of the platforms. We're at uh, BlueyPod on Insta, at BlueyPodcast on Twitter. Email us BlueyPod at gmail.com and on Facebook. It's got to be done, the Bluey Podcast. Yeah, can't wait to hear from you. Um, please rate and review. We'd love that. That'd be amazing if you could um, spend thirty seconds and and hopefully give us a five star review. That'd be very handy. It helps other people find us. Cost you nothing. Feel free. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to everyone who has already as well. Um, you're all queens. You are our queens forever and ever. We will play French horn uh, laden motifs in your honour. I might be more recorder level, I have to say. (laughs) Honey, you you are harpsichord, flute, French horn. You are the whole orchestra, my darling. Uh, Too good. Um, Kate, so good to be back in the wagon with you and with little Joe as well. Um, We're smashing through season, what exists of season two with no date. 
for new episodes on the horizon. So I we might have actually to. get ahead of the curve. Oh, well, let's hope. Um, let's hope that we all get ahead of the curve, really. Um, but, um, yes, and I saw on socials that uh, Ludo have delivered their 100th episode, I think it is. Or, Ooh, I, or I saw that as well. Will yes. be uh, July ten, I think. Um, because Very soon. Uh, it sounds like they've stayed on schedule even from lockdown and working from home. Um, but that now makes that is worry. Real. Yeah, that, that is a huge. They've missed their nineties party. Oh, <laughs> just, but they're oh, really not. It's all about the nineties. So mm. hopefully, uh, once uh, restrictions are lifted, that nineties party will come to the good folk of Ludo um, when they. To celebrate in retrospect their 90 episodes. And yeah, congratulations on the 100 when you get there as well. So exciting. So nice to so talk to you again. Today. So good. And, uh, and little Joe. Um, and yeah, I'll talk to you so soon. But in the meantime, it's got to be done. Be done. Bye. Bye. The Queen's ginger beer is empty. <laughs> Hurry. The Royal Poo Scrubber could use a ginger beer. Back to work, peasant. I mean, Carry on.